Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you're looking on to the adventure on Pokemon on W4CY. Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Hype Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Pipe Man. This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm very excited about our next guest because, you know, I was on his show. And, you know, funny thing, people, too, like, so I'm so used to doing radio that the day I was on his show... I don't even think I brushed my hair or did anything, you know, because <laughs> I got that face for radio thing going on. And then so he calls me up and he's on video. He's like, turn your video on. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Let me call you back in five minutes. And <laughs> kid you not, I went down to my car and got my brush and brushed my hair. Thank God I was wearing something. I won't even say something decent. Just thank God I was wearing something, uh, you know, because we are in pandemic times where you don't even have to get dressed nowadays. Yeah. So, you know, we had a good time on there. And now, uh, you know, we're going to have him on here and he can be not dressed because we are doing radio. So he didn't have to be on video. So he's more fortunate than I. And with that, I want to welcome to the show the incredible Brian Sebastian. <laughs> that's funny well thank you it's an honor to be here because you've had one of my other co-hosts on uh, sherry who we all adore yes so i did i've been watching from afar from three thousand miles away there you go and i have to get your other co-host so i can do like a three-peat i've been watching her tiktoks ever since that show i, I looked her up on tiktok <laughs> during the show and i've been watching her tiktoks and uh she's definitely a trip which is why i like her <laughs> Well, here's the thing that, uh, you know, you're talking about Cherry Marie. So she's one of the other 12 that we have. Wow. And they're all women. And I chose them because I saw something in them that other people might not have seen or they just weren't paying attention. And I know what that feeling is like. And I'm sure you've been through that, too, when you were starting things. You know, every, almost everybody deserves a chance, sometimes two chances, not three necessarily, but almost. But it was one of those things where Cherry came to me. And she saw us doing interviews when we were testing things out five years ago, uh, adrenaline radio. And, you know, that's when I first started putting the cameras in and testing this. This will work. I see things going this way. And, you know, this is when I was running stuff for the Hollywood Film Festival, picking movies out, because that's what I really like to do. I'm a movie whore. I love watching movies and telling people which movies to go and see. 
and all that. And she was there for that. And then I tested her out for red carpet interviews and she, she's very good, but she could also be very political. <laughs> so huh. I go, Terry, you can go crazy in Tennessee, Georgia, Atlanta, Florida, Indianapolis. But even though you live in California, you can't go crazy there because you start fights <laughs> on your Facebook and that's the waste of your time. And She's an avid Trump supporter, so I support her right to do that. So it's one of those things where I, I started to defend my co-host. And I'm like, Terry, got to stop doing that because you, you're going to chase certain sponsors away. You know, you don't want to do that. It's about the green dollar. Yep. You know, so she goes, I have the right to speak. I'm like, what do you want? Do you want to get paid or you want to have the right to speak? Which one is which one pays your rent? You know, she goes, I know, I know. I'm going to start doing TikTok. And that's what led to that. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. And she definitely doesn't have the political going on on TikTok, so that's good. No, no. It takes that away. So that's her, that's her new focus. And they make me laugh because she would be fighting right now with other strange people on her Facebook account. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you're smart because you're right. It's like you got to kind of stay away from that stuff, you know, because you just never know who you're going to offend and who you might not offend. And really, if you're the media, you're supposed to be, uh, you know, non-biased. So I'm very exactly. non-biased. I hate them all. You know, I got to tell you, okay, so on my show, I have my election campaign because, you know, and we have commercials where Pipe Man runs for Prez. So, you know, we have one commercial that starts off with Bill Clinton saying that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. And then I come on and I say, I will have sexual relations with that woman. So vote Pipe Man for Prez. So brings me to what, <laughs> what you were saying. Okay, so you have all these women. And I, now I really look up to you, all these women co-hosts. But I like the reason you picked them because Pipe Man would pick a bunch of women co-hosts, not for those reasons, but just because they're hot. And, you know, so I could hit on them on my show. Well, it's interesting. I didn't pick them because of that. I picked them because they had talent that people weren't seeing. That's what I'm um, saying. But what I did pick, huh? I said, that's what I'm saying. You're you're a better man than me because you're picking them for talent. I'm picking them for, you know, other reasons. Well, here's the other. Here's the thing that I didn't pick them for that because I knew Harvey Weinstein was going to get in trouble <laughs> and all these things were going to happen because I, you could see these things happening. I was on the adult side where I would champion and help my fellow adult performers, you know, where we would meet the rock and rollers or the wrestlers or people in the sports world. So I would go and pick them up. I'd be the designated driver. When I'd go on a road with Amber Lynn, I wanted to know, what is it like to be a roadie? You know, the, the day before, I might be interviewing Robin Williams at the Four Seasons. The next day, I'm on the road with her, and I'm actually her slave. <laughs> you know, trugging all her stuff, her gear that are thousands of dollars and picking up dollar bills, 20 bills on the stage so I can see what it's like to be in her world. And once you've done all those things, you look at things a different way. I yeah. would literally have people come up to me and say, boy, you got a great job. And I'm like thinking, you have no idea what goes into this job. This is not a great job. <laughs> this is like, this is a lot of work. I'm used to being spoiled going through the four seasons and, you know, they pay for my parking. They pay for my friend's parking. And then the celebrity walks in and I have a one-on-one. -on -one. That's what I'm used to. But no, I'm flying cross country and I'm, I'm doing interviews because the girl didn't want to talk to the reporter and I'm answering, you know, sexual questions and favorite positions because she doesn't want to talk to them. And they're sitting next to me. I'm like, this is bizarre. People wouldn't believe these things. 
Yeah. No, people really don't know. They assume, they look at things and assume. And, you know, all came to say what I was saying about Pipe Man here at my network. We have, you know, an all-women's radio station for women's empowerment. You know, I'm not, Pipe Man's not allowed to be, appear on that station, though. I can own it, but I can't appear on it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I got to tell you, too, it's like, you know, just the brief political, you know, I hate them all. So I'm very non-biased. I don't like any of them. <laughs> and neither should anybody else. <laughs> you know, uh, they're all on the same side and it ain't our side. And I think we need to stop letting the Sun Tzu, the art of war strategy be used on us, which is divide and conquer. Yeah. And maybe all yeah. unite together as one people, the American people, period. That would be nice. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for us. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said it would be nice. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. So let's talk about you and let's talk about the, you know, why you're such a superstar and you got this great show, movie reviews and more, which it's very cool too. You know, I like to see your show just to watch the intro, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sold at well, the intro. The great thing is, is being on the woman well it used to be the it used to be the woman's broadcast TV network it, now they changed it to the worldwide TV network but I like the women's broadcast TV network still name better and the CEO is my good friend Shavon well her son is Vince Vaughn the actor so what it is is that she came to me twice and I turned her down because I didn't feel they were ready and this is when I was helping to run the Hollywood Film Festival in 2015. And it was one of those things where she had this idea. She's moving to California to be closer to her son and his uh, daughter or whatever, a son that, that Vince has. And it was one of those things where I would love to help you. I believe in giving women empowerment, reclaiming their voices that they lost. And so for the, you know, the Hollywood Film Festival, one of the things we did was a female Friday. We picked, it had to be the films, produced, directed, acted, and starred with women. No one had ever done that in a film festival. And at that point, I'm like, this will be great. I can I can go with this on the Women's Broadcast TV channel. Let's just take this concept and I'll go and I'll do this. Because I already had the girls and I was like, I just never found a good guy, if that made sense. Because I was just being open to, okay, he's going to come. I want someone who speaks Mandarin. We had the Chinese come over at that point in 2015. So I had my friend, actress Bai Ling. Well, her being one of the influences, no matter where she went in the world, she'd be photographing these elaborate things. But the traditional Chinese didn't like her. The more younger Chinese adored her because she went to the United States, didn't speak any English, ended up in a movie Red Corner with Richard Gere, and then she's had a career. So I, I never forgot about all of these things and how people started and where they came from and just keeping the roots. So I wanted to develop something like that on the Women's Channel. So what it was, I'm like, I always needed to have a woman's co-host because I wanted to tell their stories. It was, it's not called the Brian Sebastian show, but I don't like when Sherry says that. It's, no, it's called movie reviews and more. And the more is more important because it encompasses everything. It could be us talking about like doing a show like this. And then now that the girls have their own views, you know, uh, cause I don't go by followers, subscribers or likes, cause you can unlike someone, you can unfollow someone, you can unsubscribe, but you can't unview a view. And I like that. So I just go by that thing. So that's why we have six million views a day and counting. It's because we, we kept to the ground. We kept our nose down. We didn't piss people off. You know, there was like three or four people I pissed off. It's because they wanted to be close to us. And I saw them coming in. And you, I'm sure, Dean, you've seen this too, where people want to get close to you because they could see where you're going, but they wouldn't give you the time of day before. All of a sudden, they want to become your friend and the phone starts ringing. Well, if you could see that, that's not cool because you weren't there when we were going through all kinds of stuff. 
Well, yeah, and you're absolutely correct. It's like, you know, people are like that anyway. Or And then I, I'll take that a step further. People want to be around you so that they can take what you're doing and try to copy it instead of having their own original creativity. I'm okay with that. But the thing is, you know, that's that's a form of flattery. I'm okay with that because I'm not in competition with anything. I've always come like, you know what? There's enough money in this universe where people can make it. I'm all about sharing. I'm all about helping. For me, I've been practicing Buddhism for, what, 32 years? So it's about the cause and effects. It's me. How many good causes can I make today? Even if it's a bad day, I still, the more causes I made, it's like those great effects come back in different ways. And karma is good. You know, it's, it's not coming from me. It's coming from people that have seen the stuff that I've gone through. I've been homeless three times. I know what it's like to go through that. And people didn't know, but I was still doing my interviews when I went to go, you know, interview Matt Damon or Brad Pitt. People didn't know. I just kept going. So I know what it's like to go through those adversities. So for us, this has been our best year, even though it's been a bad year for a lot of people because I saw it coming. I already went through my bad stuff. There you go. And, you know, it's all what you create of the opportunity, okay? You can't control the situation. You can't control your surroundings. All you can control is how you react, you know? And, and you can choose to react during these times in 2020 with the woe is me attitude or the, oh, they're taking my rights away or the, oh, I can't do anything. Or you can search within yourself and say, how can I make the most of this? Because if you look at anything in history, the biggest successes came out of times like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I've been telling people, I go back to October 3rd of 2018. Had I had not picked this good film called The Last Christmas on our friend Edie Han out of Birmingham, Alabama. She's part of the Elvis Presley brand. She was Elvis Presley's cousin. She's one of the last surviving members of that. Had I had not picked her film, invited her into the Hollywood Film Festival, we would never have gone to Tennessee where she's Southern royalty. I had no idea what she had done because she never talked about it until I got there. And I'm seeing all these people. I just knew, I didn't know who they were then. I know who they are now. Now we're friends. But I'm like, who are all these people coming around in my friend Edie? Because I call her my Southern mom. And my one of my other co-hosts, uh, Victoria Renee, who's married into the family, her son is Link, Lincoln. And so they're the only two surviving members of the Elvis Presley brand. So that's the Grand Ole Opera. That's Graceland. Um, and obviously now with Dollywood being connected to all of those people like that. So she took me underneath her wing and said, Ryan, I want you to come to the South. I want you to meet the Southern woman uh, film and television. And I want to see what we can do, you bringing Hollywood to the South. That's what she told me. I'm like, okay. And when I get down there, I'm like, they had no money. They did anything. But it was one of the best things that I've ever went to. And then the last day someone interviewed me, his name was Jimmy Adams. Turns out that he was, he is Don King's bodyguard going back to 1982. But now he's, you know, he calls him DK. You don't know Don King. He's the boxing promoter. He's so right. Very, very good close friend. He's right down the yeah. street from our studios. Like Don King Productions is, you know, the next city over. So when Jimmy comes into town, goes to Florida, that's where he is. He's at DK's house. So he started this site called iTube 247, which no one's heard of out of Franklin, Tennessee. If you haven't been to Tennessee, it's only 25 minutes away from Nashville. So from that, he picked me up and said, hey, you know, I got this thing. There's only three of us running it. Uh, we'd like to get, have you go do that. So this is in 2018. So August 4th of 2018, um, preparing our show. Uh, I wanted to do it outside because it was going to be 86 degrees. And then that overnight, we ended up building a green screen in his garage last minute. We did six shows the next day. I flew Terry in, I flew Victoria in, and then Edie came. So 
The strange thing about that, Edie was not, she was very sick. She's a five-time cancer survivor. You usually don't survive cancer after three times. So luckily, she, you know, my southern mom is still on planet Earth right now, but she wasn't supposed to survive that. She drove two and a half hours her own, on her own to come do the show, which was an honor. That show that she did then, Jimmy only put it up June 22nd of 2019. That shows that a million 42,000 views and still counting talking about her book, talking about her cookbooks, what she did with the Elvis Presley brand, and some great stories on that. And, you know, working in the advertising world for 35 years. Had it not gone down there, we would have never put this stuff together. So with those five shows out of iTunes 247, which nobody knows about, <laughs> it's got 23 to 33 million views a month, including the country of Argentina. Now, people don't understand this. YouTube is not in Argentina. Why? Because when Don King did a fight, I think it was Cesar Chavez or whatever who was who was running it. He made a deal that, hey, I want you to put Jimmy's site iTube247 in here and not YouTube. That's why we get so many millions of views. So our, our, our next show that we did last June 24th, so it's been a year and, what, three months? That show is at 968,000 views. So in the next 15 or 17 days, that show is going to be at a million views. That was show number three out of four that we did. We've only got five shows up there, but we got another five. I'm just waiting for him to put up. And that was what the show called Flex 24. And so Terry was supposed to be the model of that, and it never happened. So what we did, we did with the CEO on it, did the show, and that's the show he put up. Still counts. So those shows just in Tennessee and around the world go up between one and 7,000 views a day. It used to be twelve to 64,000 views a day, why the numbers are so huge. So I'm waiting for my talking today, so hopefully he'll put up one of the shows, and then it'll make everything else grow. Nice. You are definitely a mover and a shaker for sure. And I got to tell you, when you're people like us, sometimes it takes a lot to impress. And being on your show, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of other people's shows, you know, uh, generally don't do many of them at all. And, you know, I was quite impressed on how you handle things and, you know, your show and what you're all about and what you do. And, you know, you're an amazing entity to this whole arena. Well, we're doing our best what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're, you know, we're on planet Earth. We're supposed to be helping people. People yes. need help now. Look where we are. So it's one of those things that we're in service to help other people. When, you know, uh, my friend out of Houston, Texas, Trixie, who created the opening, because I wanted the woman's point of view. I want, I want if it's inviting to women, the men will follow the women. <laughs> so she created the opening. And I go, this is, we know, we, you know, she tested with five. And then two of the other girls said, Ryan, I'm disappointed. You didn't put me in there. I'm like, well, we're just testing it. Trixie put it up there. People liked it because we, you know, we didn't say, would you like this or not? She just put it up there. And I go, oh, this is pretty cool. Let's go with this. Let's see if it works. Let's, instead of having one general opening, why can't we have four? Why can't we have five and just rotate them, make them all different, keep them all fresh? And so she was that. I go, Trixie, you got to put yourself in there because we met on the red carpet and that was Terry's friend. So she's the one on the end. And then so what happens, she's an award-winning producer and creator on her own called Custom Trends out of Houston, Texas. So what she does, she does red carpet interviews. She, she does a little bit of sports here, things there. But she's also been invited to walk the can red carpet because of what she's created. So she's won a gold and a silver trophy by just doing what she's done called Custom Trends. And again, no one knows about a lot of these companies. So they're just smaller, but they're big in stature, if that makes sense. For me, I always wanted to be more underground. Let the work be the showcase of what you're showcasing and people will find it. 
I never did in the advertising anything like that because I was like too busy putting everything together. And once you put everything together and you know what it's like to do all of that, let the show speak for themselves. So my goal is let's showcase the girls now. Let's build their brands up. Let's get those other small mom and pop companies that need our help that we can help, whether it's eyelashes or, you know, fitness gear or women's undergarments. I can't wear that stuff. Even if I was drunk, I wouldn't wear that stuff. Why not? But the girls love that stuff. Why not? Ah, it's just not me. Go get some, <laughs> you could go out and get some eyelashes, you know. <laughs> well, I found them and I go, do you guys like this? They go, yeah, we love this. So when I see great things like this, I go, why can't we have these for the girls? Why can't they wear them on? a virtual red carpet now or, you know, stuff that we're setting up in the future. And they like it. You know, plus we all like each other. We just all can't get together, but we talk a lot, you know. So I'm happy. I feel like I'm one of the girls, you know. That's why you need to get some eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that one of the one of the most difficult things is a lot of people don't get what you're wanting to create. And I know you've been through this too. You can tell them what your goals are. This is going to happen. It is going to happen. And they go, oh, okay. Well, we'll wait until it happens. Until then, we're going to sit on the sidelines. And I go, well, you can't sit on the sidelines. You have to put some skin into the game eventually because this is about your brand and your company. We're here to help save you and your life and your livelihood, but you just don't know it. And I have no problem telling people that because we already have almost everything what we need. You know, the last thing I want to do is be aligned with you because I love the format that you have. And I have people reaching out all the time, but you have the missing piece of what we have to have now. And that's a great thing. We've been looking for it for three years. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I have to say that I am glad that we were put together because I think we definitely have the synergy and, uh, you know, on, on the same wavelength. You know, what I want to ask you is, okay, so with all the women that you have co-hosting with you, how do you determine who co-hosts what show? It's energy. It's energy and the guests. What I'll do is I'll put out a list and I'll see it. And I plus I know their schedules are. The more busier they get, it's almost like an octopus. you got all your arms going every place. And you know what that's like because you do the same thing. It's, you know, Jessica Heim, she's in Tennessee. Normally she'd be on cruise ships performing because she's good. The reason I chose her because she saved us going to those shows last year. She actually got us there in time to do the shows. (laughs) And then turns out she lived 10 minutes away from there. Uh, so she's the only one that's actually seen two of our shows. Those shows have still not been aired yet. But when they do, our goal between now and uh, April 2nd of 21 is to have 25 million views a day. If they put up one show, we will get there. Even if we don't put up one show, we're still going to get there. And that's fun. So she's out of Tennessee. Sherry, you know, is out of Canada. Terry and uh, two of the other girls are out of California. One's out of Florida, one's out of Georgia, and one's out of Chicago. So we're all around. And then I have two more coming in probably one from China and then um, one girl I can't reach. She's suffering from depression, anxiety because of all the stuff that's going on. Uh I need someone who speaks Portuguese. So it's just a matter of time and filling the last of those two spots because you need all of that stuff. The one in Florida, what part of Florida is she on? She's in Miami, uh, Natasha Rumbo. She's a singer. So one of my friends, John Stewart, huh? No, I was saying that's cool. That's not far from us. Yeah, she's good. Uh, she was, you know, you get a, you get a lot of recommendations, and I'm like, I've always been open to trying people out because you never know what kind of talents they will be. They just need the opportunity half the time. So she puts up all of our videos, and she speaks Spanish, which is what I want. And she's only 25, so she just started her career. So now she's starting to get interviews, but she also see all the numbers coming up. So we found her the end of March. Nice. Yeah, the end of March. 
So it's good. So now it's also good to see everybody's brand, their own individual brands growing. And that's what I like because it's about championing other people and seeing their growth. So how do you visualize yourself and its growth a year, two, five years from now? Well, everything that we're doing now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's set up to be recession poop and we're stock poop. So we still have a stock market crash coming and you were in that world. It's not a matter of when, it's a matter of, you know, or I should say if, it's just a matter of when, it will happen. So we don't have to worry about any of the things because we set up everything already. And then what we will do, the ultimate goal is, and we're almost, with three quarters of the way done with it now, is the Dreamweaver Artist Ranch. There will, there will be the first sustainability, environmentally friendly, net zero, where we showcase all the products that we found around the world. There's so much great technology that's not in the U.S., unfortunately, because we've fallen behind. That I found some great stuff. Unforgettable fire, the restroom kit, the electro hand sanitizers, the only one. I found them four and a half years ago. They were just on our Tuesday show. And I had the CEO, Tim Cook, on it. The restroom kit is their own um, porta potty, uh, tushy white hand sanitizers now, but you can take it on planes, trains, automobiles, camping. It's good for seniors, it's good for kids, it's your own. And it's good when people have catastrophes because when you need paper towels or something like that or whatever, something that might be hands, it's already in the package. So now, this year, they became first responders. So I find a lot of these great products that no one's ever seen before, and I, I like to showcase. So the Dreamweaver Artist Ranch, that'll be the place that we showcase everything. Wow, that's so pretty I, cool. So I, I, I tell it like this. It'll be a toss-up between Disneyland and the Sundance Film Festival. What's not happening right now, Disneyland and the Sundance Film Festival is going to attempt to do something, but they won't be able to do it because film festivals are dead. So our place... It's set up to wither all of that stuff. We have two great properties. We're finalizing which one we want now. Is it going to be in Southern California or is it going to be in Northern? Because now California has two fire seasons. We have plenty of water on both properties, whatever one we choose. Time is on our side. It's our friend, not our enemy. And so do we want this one that's more defendable or do we want this one where there's a possibility of a fire that could creep up over that um, even though we have an escape route and we are an evacuation center on both properties, which one is the better of the two? Because whether people believe in climate change or not, it's happening. So our ranch, the Dreamweaver Artist Ranch, is set up to weather all of that stuff for the next hundred years. Nice. Did you? And we started that two. Go ahead. Oh, so when we started that two two years ago, it's also set up where at one point. The most people we'd have on it would be 300. Um, now it's gone down 100 because of things have changed. So you have to be able to adapt, adjust to the new change. If you can't do that, not only will you lose your life and or you may lose your company, if not both. You have to these days. I think we're positioned in the best in the world because of where the location we found. You have to be high enough up because of virus, China smog. Solution that does infect the more the higher you go up, but not too high for altitude sickness. But also, because things are changing so much, and you've got so many fires, well, when it's getting warmer in Canada right now, or you've got snow you know, in August <laughs> in Denver, in Colorado, that's not normal. Yeah, totally. Now, I'll tell you where it is normal. Chicago. That place is bipolar when it comes to weather. 
<laughs> True, but they've had milder winners than the people that tell you, because one of my co-hosts lives in there, Linda Steele. She's got eight, 10 million followers, so she will tell you, she was the only woman, just just Linda Steele Fitbod, that had her own two gyms. So imagine this, Dean. If you were getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, six out of the seven days a week, opening up your gym in Chicago. Can you imagine that? And she was a woman. Not only did she have one gym, she had two. Wow, pretty cool. And she was the number one trainer when she first started. Nice. So you're going to meet all of them. You'll probably end up interviewing all of them. Nice. I look forward to it. I'm always for that, for sure. If they're movers so and shakers. Are, one is, well, one's in Miss America. One's Miss United States, Russia, uh, LA, uh, Russia court. Uh, Anna Petrova, now Anna Whalen. The other one, uh, Miss Brazil, she was the runner-up. Uh, Flora Sophia out of Brazil, but she lives in San Diego. North Carolina, the first African-American North Carolina, Crystal Cooney. She's one of the other ones, loves sports from North Carolina. She's an army brat. She loves the color of pink, and she loves to ice skate, believe it or not. And she's on the show, The Rookie, ABC show. And then the other one is one I'm missing. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, we have one other. And then, you know, six out of the ten girls are in the world of fitness. So when we go to the Olympia, December 16th through the 21st in Planet Hollywood in Vegas, well, we have that outlet because we cover the world of sports, whether sports is going on or not because of Sportamix. So I'm not a sports guy, but I still know what's going on. And for that, so you think of Lee Steinberg, well, if you don't know who he is, think of the movie Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise portrayed him. Cuba Gooding played one of his athletes that he represented. So this past year, who won the champion uh, Super Bowl? Kansas City Chiefs, who was his client? Quarterback Patrick Mahomes. That's who Lee Steinberg is. So he's part of the stuff that we do. He's our president for Sportamix. So we cover every sport around the world. So Sportamix is the Facebook of the sports world. So Terry and I do all of that. So we want, we want to add Sherry with that with us also. You are just a mover and shaker, definitely out there everywhere helping people, which I think is way cool. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Disneyland before. Is Disneyland still closed? Yes. Uh, and so World. the reason why I say that is because we want to be able to showcase whether it's bands, whether it's products, whether it's movies, because you can't go to the movie theaters. Disney World is open in Florida, but eh, most of the people I know, I've uh, taken a vote of 80 of them, 79 of the 80 people, including us critics, and I'm a movie critic, we still won't go to the theaters because we know it's not safe. But here's the other thing. All the major movies have been canceled. They've yeah. been pushed the next year. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I was going to say, Disney World's open, and I think it's ridiculous. Like, you know, our kids can't go to school, but they can go to Disney World. It makes zero sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense. So when it comes to that, at one point, we were going to be on Hulu with the Worldwide TV Network, and then things changed. But so Disney's not really making any money. So if it weren't for ESPN and Disney+, Plus, they had no income coming in. Everything was shut down. Yeah. So thank goodness for the last dance, the Michael Jordan miniseries on the Chicago Bulls, which was very great. It was, you know, very, very good. And it ended up winning an Emmy this past weekend. Everybody was home, so what did they watch? The last dance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I'm going to ask you a controversial review. What's your viewpoint on all this controversy over that Cuties movie? Well, here's the thing. I've seen the Cuties movie. It's nothing to it. You know, I mean, here's, the, here's my one thing that I would say. I would say, and I hate to say this, but if you're a pedophile, you're going to love this movie. But in general, it reminds me, if you remember the movie Kids that Larry Clark directed. It was the NC-17. With this film, there's, there's no sex or anything in it. It's just how it's portrayed, these kids. And guess what? They're not in the U.S. They're in France. 
Yeah, well, that's something so, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand is Europe views things a lot differently than we do. And absolutely, we consider certain stuff smut that they consider art. Absolutely. So I was looking at it two different ways. I was looking at it as a movie critic would see film before it would come out. I was looking at it if I was going to do the interview with the director, which I would normally be doing. And then I was looking at it, well, first of all, this movie wasn't made in the U.S. It's a different culture. And then fourth, you know, someone like Ted Cruz, you can't talk about something you haven't seen. You just can't. No. When you see it, then you can have a discussion about it. Until then, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and you know, the fact is, is, okay, so, again, like you said, different culture. So I think people have to take that into account. As far as what you said with the pedophiles, I think it wouldn't matter. Pedophiles are going to do what pedophiles are going to do, whether you put a movie up there or not, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's the other thing. Does it drive more attention to Netflix to see it? Yeah, but you you know you wouldn't know about it because you know in case people started talking about it. First of all, yeah. it's not. I don't think the movie's that good. I just don't. It's not enough to make me go and recommend it to anybody. That's not the case, you know. You know, I gotta tell you, nobody thought there was anything wrong with the Tiger King being shown, but I think that is more. <laughs> detrimental to human beings than probably the cuties is absolutely those poor animals look at the lady again out of the state of florida i was rooting for joe yeah right <laughs> you know, but here's the other thing guess who's going to make the movie now well they have already started making a movie nicholas cage he's going to play him <laughs> that'll be interesting i can, and he'll pull I it can off. see i could see that too and I got to tell you, you know, the the glorifying of all this stuff in that show, but nobody had controversy with that. That That's the part that blows my mind. It's not that people had controversy with cuties. It's a matter of what people pick and choose nowadays to have controversy over. Here's the deal. You know, if you want to start a controversy, I would say this. Do I think she killed her husband? Absolutely, I think she did. No doubt. <laughs> I think she fed her husband to, you know, to the the alligators. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And, you know, uh, of course, you know, you take that. Okay, so Joe is an easy fall guy because of the idiotic stuff Absolutely. he did and the lifestyle he lives. And he makes her look like a hero. And that's why she's able to get away with it. Absolutely. He went too far over the top. Yes, no doubt about it. I mean, because I was rooting for him. And then I'm like, okay, you've gone a little bit too far. So at that point, okay, we can't root anymore. <laughs> it's time to leave the stand. So here's a good question for you. What is the first movie ever you saw in a movie theater in your whole life? It was A Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, I remember that. Now, here's something interesting. Uh -huh. The first movie I ever saw in a movie theater in my whole life is still my favorite movie of all time. And the second one is also one of my favorites of all time. Can you guess what those two are? No. First you have one, to give me a little bit more information. First one was Rocky. And, okay. And the second one was Star Wars. Both inspirational films. Exactly. All right, so Alan Ladd. Alan Ladd is the person who saved Star Wars from 20th Century Fox. I don't know if you know the story. This, this is a great documentary. It's called Something Alan Ladd. If you type it, it's on Hulu. And the reason why this, this is really good because the executives tried to get that movie, first of all, not made. George Lucas went up to him and he goes, you know, 
the executives don't want me to make this movie. They couldn't understand it. What, you're going to make this about spaceships and out of space? You know, we don't understand this. This is not going to get made. Alan Ladd Jr. saved this movie. There would be no Star Wars without him from 20th Century Fox. Wow. So anybody who wants to see the documentary, it's on Hulu. It's one of the best documentaries. I love and it. And then for Rocky, Rocky is inspirational because this was Sylvester's life, you know, you, now you hear the stories later on. What he, he had to rent a tuxedo. He didn't have the money to go to the Oscars. You know when it was nominated, and then he did not give in. Dean, you haven't given in. I haven't given in. The story was they wanted the star to play it. He yep. goes, "No, this is my baby. I'm going to do it." I tell the Imagine story if all he the had time. Given that up, there would have been a Rocky Five. Well, I tell the story all the time, you know, and especially one of the things I really love about his story is, you know, yes, he wanted to insist on playing it. And he didn't even have enough money to eat or feed his dog. So he sold his dog to the local corner bar for 25 bucks. And, you know, they offered him like $250,000 to not play in the movie. And he turned them down. It just goes to show, like, no matter how desperate you are for money, you got to be careful what you take because he would have taken that 250, it would have been gone, and we would have never heard of from him ever again. And I don't. I don't know if you, and you probably do, but I don't know if you know this 100%, but when he finally did and be able to do the movie and he got upfront money, he went to go buy back his dog and the owner of the bar wouldn't sell him his dog, ended up selling it to him for 25 grand and that's Buckus in the movie. Mm-hmm. That exactly. Was, and it just goes to show and, you know, the decisions that we make in our life, we have to stick to what we think is right and we have to never give up no matter how bad things ever could get and stick to our guns and, and go for what we want out of life no matter how bad it is because if we just give in, you know, we're not going to get the life that we want. We want a certain life. You have to be willing to risk it all to get it. Exactly. I'm not a gambler. You know, I don't smoke. I don't, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I didn't want to be, you know, for the audience that doesn't know, yes, I, I'm African-American. I didn't want to be that black guy who did all the other stuff. I was accused of, well, you, you talk, why do you talk proper? Well, I grew up in Connecticut, you know, East Lyme, Connecticut, where Lyme disease came from, of a town of 7,000. There was only three black families, uh, if you can imagine that. So I used to listen to rock and roll. You know, their idea was going to having keg parties on a Friday night. When I used to go roller skating, I would bring the whole thing, and then I would be the disc jockey. I'd, I'd go... This wouldn't be right if I if I'm the only black guy in an all white school and I'm not the disc jockey. <laughs> I remember playing them rappers delight to these days because we were all in our band and our marching band because I marched in the drum and bugle corps. That was my forte and that's why everybody liked me in, in an all white high school. And till this day a lot of us we're still friends. We talk all the time. And I plan on inviting a lot of people from my class, the class before and the sophomore class, to the Dreamweaver Artist Ranch because they are what made me today and what I am. And I never forgot that. Wait a minute. I learned something new about you today. You're African-American? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I've got some Indian in me, too. You know, I have a similar story with one of my best friends of life. He was somebody that if you saw him in a dark alley based on how people are, you would probably run. Meanwhile, he lived in Calabasas. You know, I went to Agoura High. He, he lived in Calabasas in a multi-million dollar mansion because his stepdad was Lee Lacey. And if you talk wow. to him, you thought, you know, and we're going back in time, too. You talk to him, you weren't talking to some ghetto dude. You were talking to somebody that spoke proper English and was very, you know, presented themselves very well. You know, and so 
it's pretty funny how people use stereotypes for stuff because I think a lot of things don't necessarily have to do with who you are, what your skin color is. It's what you were taught and how you were brought up and what environment you were in. And, you know, of course, if you're brought up in a very bad environment, you're going to have those influences and you can, you can choose to either not be that way or choose to be that way. But if you're brought up in a good environment, you're not really exposed. It's like one of my daughters... She always used to like, she was very ghetto in high school and she used to act like this big shot, like she was from the projects. And I used to say to her, I'm like, you know, I've been in like East LA and I've been in Compton and I've been in all these places. You've never been to any of these places. You wouldn't survive two set. <laughs> you wouldn't survive two seconds. You're you grew up in upper middle class America. You know, and like I used to laugh. I don't know why people even glorify like the people that I used to say to her. The people that live there don't want to be there. Why do you want to be there? <laughs> You know, exactly. <laughs> I used to, and this is a strange thing, you know, growing up in Connecticut, th there's many things that stick out. I'll never forget when, when I, uh, the first black woman that I met, she goes, why do you talk so proper? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't, you don't talk black. I'm like, first of all, I didn't grow up black. So why would I want to talk, be something that I'm not, that makes no sense to me. And I was insulted that came from someone who was my same skin color. Yes. So I said, I don't want anything to do with you. So I was suspicious of black women for the longest time because I was looked at a different way. And, you know, even when I got arrested one time, this is a weird story. I got arrested for a jaywalking ticket in California. Now, coming from Connecticut, they didn't give jaywalking tickets. You know what's funny uh, about that? When I first moved from New Jersey right. to California, the first day I was there, I got pulled over for jaywalking. I remember saying to a cop, what is jaywalking? What are you talking about? <laughs> I said the same thing. It was, uh, you know where Westwood Theater is? Yeah. I was walking you know, like three feet away. <laughs> I'm walking through one of the things or car goes this way and another car goes this way to cross over. And he goes, it was a peace officer. He goes, hey, come over here. I'm like, he goes, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the movies. He goes, there's the crosswalks over there. I'm like, yeah, but the movies are this way. I don't have to go another block to go that way. The movies are over to the left. I'm going to the Bruin Theater. He goes, I got to get you a ticket. I, well, I go for what? He goes, for jaywalking. I go, jaywalking? What's jaywalking? <laughs> he goes, you don't know what jaywalking is? I'm like, no, I'm from Connecticut. I never heard of it before. And then he goes, <laughs> and then he, he's writing me a ticket. As he's writing me a ticket, everybody else is jaywalking. I yeah. go, you're giving me a jaywalking ticket? What about these people? He goes, I stopped you first. And I'm like thinking, I'm looking to the left, I'm looking to the right, and I'm starting to get pissed. And I'm like, and then he gives me a ticket and I rip it up in front of him. And then six years later, my friend is taking me to a Buddhist meeting at six in the morning. I'm wearing red sweat. I'm wearing a blue top because I'm not feeling well, but I'm going to a Buddhist meeting. I'm making those causes. <laughs> my cop pulls him over, my friend over, and he didn't have his license on him. He goes, oh, you know, he can't drive. And I go, I don't have any ID. I'm not feeling well. He came to pick me up. We're going to a Buddhist meeting at six in the morning. Well, I can't let him drive, but I can run your name. Just give me your ID. I'm like, ID? You know, in California, you're supposed to know your ID, your license number. Connecticut, they didn't, you didn't have to know your license number. You didn't have to carry it. California did. So we didn't, I didn't know that. So they run my name. Oh, you got a warrant out for you. I'm like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> they take me in. It turns out it was for the jaywalking ticket six years prior. Yep. I'm like, what? So, Dean, I'm in there. This is when the movie Colors had come out. So remember, I'm wearing red, uh, I'm wearing blue sweats, a red top. 
And so I'm wearing gang colors. Uh-oh. So <laughs> I didn't know this. So this is when they were picking everybody up and putting them on the transfer, and it was $90 each, and they were just hoarding people in on the weekends. No one knew where I was for seven days. I was lost in the system. And then they started calling me. Luckily, I got along with people, but things could have gone a whole different way. And they started calling me Beverly Hills. And they, people would start busting out laughing because I was in there for jaywalk. I, I go, this is not funny. You weren't one of the cool people, I can tell you. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you're lucky you survived that because, you know, you should have had to made up while you're in there to the other prisoners. Like, yeah, I just murdered somebody because jaywalking, they <laughs> they might take, oh, take they the crap of you. <laughs> because they, they could all understand them when they were used to just round up people on the weekend so the state would make money yeah no doubt so we only have a couple minutes left so why don't you give everybody all your information how they can check out your show uh how they can connect with you everything you want them to know so that we can make sure the listeners know who you are follow you and check out your amazing show movie reviews and more so it's it's just simple. Uh, on Facebook is Brian Sebastian one six nine. It's easy. On YouTube, where we have one point one million views a day and counting right now. Today we went up another seventy one thousand views, and I didn't even know it until I looked at it because I hadn't been on it in a couple of days. And I was like, wow, I've never been there. Maybe I can get to seventy five thousand in like a couple hours. So that's just movie reviews. The letter in as Nancy Moore. Movie reviews and more because Google wouldn't let me have A and B. So it's movie reviews. The letter in more. Instagram, I'm um, just drum cores nut, D-R-U-M-C-O-R-P-S-N-U-T, drum cores nut, because I love the world of marching bands and drum and beagle cores. And our website is called The Art of Montague. We love to help promote art, showcase it, doesn't matter if you're a poet, doesn't matter if you're playing a band, it doesn't matter if you want to be a writer. It's about showcasing the art. And we want to have anybody, if people donate $5 or more to that, it is for those people who've lost their homes, who are building tiny homes all being sustainable, environmentally friendly, and the first test model for net zero, meaning no plastic, all great technology, all great music and things like that. Well, you are definitely a mover and a shaker, and I'm glad that we got put together because, you know, you are a phenomenal person to have in my circle, and uh, I'm happy to have you here on the show. And I hope everybody checks out your show because it is amazing, and they definitely should check it and check it out soon because, you know, I'll be doing my part two very soon. Yes, we had to do another part two because three of the other girls want to be on with you. <laughs> oh, well, I love I love that. That's amazing. Jerry, Jerry says, oh, she was disappointed because we thought we were doing another show. I'm like, I don't think so. And then, you know, Eileen Tapera in New York told me. So Sherry wants to be on it. Jessica wants to be on it. Nastasha from Miami wants to be on it. Terry wants to be on it. That's just those four. Bring them all. Pipe Man will take all the women. <laughs> They're coming. I just told you the four that are going to be on it. I know two others want to jump on. They all want to interview you. All right. Well, I'm down for it. Let's do it. I love it. And, uh, you know, I would look forward to having you on our network, too, and let's take on the world together. Yes, I'm going to do that. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on, Brian, and thank you for all you do for the world and being such a caring person for so many causes and, you know, helping as many people as you can through your voice. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man. On W4CY Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.